Shall we begin? Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure? It's time. It's time. Did he just say it's time? Stay calm. Uh-uh. That a mini dinosaur? Just a promoted dragon. Oh, true. It's a freak. I've had that exact conversation with my mother. You don't get between a man and his Minecraft. Was that before or after you stabbed your mattress? Oh, uh, all right. Hold. <laughs> Rebecca, you got. I haven't told my mom about that. You can't just. <laughs> you can't just bring that out. We've talked about it before on the podcast. Yeah, I, but it's like I deep in the podcast. You a long time ago. It's it's we always talk about it deep in the podcast, like further than where my mom will listen. Okay, well, uh, you just put it at the start. That Ms. was like your third Mrs. word. Reese, now you know your son stabbed his mattress when you wouldn't let him go buy a video game. It was the mint. <laughs> Welcome to the Vent Lab Podcast. Uh, Rebecca has made a commitment to stay on track We're today. staying on track tonight. Whatever that means, I have no idea. I have committed to keeping Nathan on track, so if we go off track, it's on me. Yes. Yeah. Yes, entirely. I mean, it's your fault, but I'm committed to bringing us back on track. So uh, sh- should I start ranting before or after we get started on all the topics? Um, I think we should get started by talking about my birthday. All right, a little selfish of you. Uh, how do you know I didn't have stories about my birthday? Because it wasn't your birthday. You didn't even ask. But it was my birthday on Saturday, and I spent my birthday hosting a show with Nathan on Life 88.5. We hosted family game night, so we had a huge on-air birthday party, and I gave away, like, five Sonic gift cards. You personally gave away. Out For of, my birthday. Out of the kindness of your heart, you gave well, away $50. Northland Sonic Drive-Ins gave us the gift cards, but it was my birthday. It was. And we were celebrating. It was, and you know what? Some people called and texted and wished you a happy birthday. That was so nice. I got all of these accolades on my birthday. Yeah, people were kind. Uh-huh. Um, Jay Wes, he's really good. That's my husband. He's really good at um, celebrating my birthday and making sure I feel special on my birthday. And he was planning pretty far ahead, trying to make sure like my birthday was everything I wanted it to be. But right before he like, Full scent, my birthday surprise. He like like a, a good husband does. He ran it by me first. Mm-hmm. He's like, before I buy these tickets, I just want to make sure this is really what you want to do. The Maroon Five concert. This is what you want. That was a few years ago, but the tickets to Winter Jam. This is what you want. No, no, Monster I Truck pay for those. Mania. This is what free. you want. <laughs> also get those for free. Um, still. This, this was tickets to the um, Auschwitz exhibit at Union Station here in Kansas City. Yeah, Auschwitz. Okay. Which, uh, who Hold do they on. play for? Hold on. It's like, it's the Holocaust thing. Oh, why didn't you just say that? So, amazing exhibit. I mean, people talk about like how impactful this is and everybody should take the chance to go see this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a history lesson and a life lesson, and it is incredibly <sighs> emotional. Um, everybody that I have spoken to that has gone has said that they had to take several days. Stop it. Well, I'm sorry. Stop I'm it. sorry. I asked who they play for. Stop it. And my brother in the chat said. That We're going to stay on track. They here. play for the Germans. It's on topic. It's on topic. Listen, you're the heavy, you're you're the heaviness right now, and I'm bringing the mood up a little. So everybody who has gone to see this has said they've had to take several days to like gather themselves emotionally. Sure, 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 sure. <clears throat> and my husband thought this would be an excellent idea to take me to on my birthday. Well, you do want to go. <laughs> You've wanted to go. I do want to go, not for my birthday. I do not want to cry and be sad on my birthday. I thought this was pretty much the worst idea ever. At least not again. 
<laughs> yeah, I cried last year on my birthday because you had COVID and left me alone to do the show. And then the battery went dead and the show ended after I put in a whole bunch of the effort to do a birthday, mm-hmm. my own birthday episode. I wonder what episode that is. We should direct people to that one. That was a good one. It's really short. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shortest episode in Vent Lab history. And then I cried. I literally went and took a shower and cried. In the shower or did you wait till you got out? No, in the shower. Good. Like you couldn't tell the difference between it's your good. tears and the shower water running down your face. Yeah. Did you sit down and cry or you st- stood up and cried? Just pouted. Do you Just. feel weird standing and crying? No. 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 Do you feel weird standing and crying? A little bit. Anyway, Auschwitz exhibit. Um, worst idea ever. And I was like, well... I mean, if the tickets are sold out, we could always go to a loved one's grave. It's not a that, bad idea. That would be equivalent. Um, any of our pets need put down? Also it's a good time uh, emotionally equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, a 9-11 memorial? That sounds like fun. Memorable. Anyway... Memorable. Um, he felt really bad for even suggesting it. And I said, no, it's a gift. It's a gift that you suggested it because I will make fun of you for the rest of our marriage. So, uh, how was Auschwitz? (laughs) We didn't go, but here's the thing. We didn't do anything for my birthday. Well, you shut down his big idea. What do you expect? Birthday became, okay, there's. For for those of you watching on the stream, like flying everywhere from my blanket that um I have. Anyway, those of you listening, I apologize. This is not going to make any sense. We're staying on track, though. We're staying on track, though. I didn't expect, like, fur to start flying everywhere when I was speaking with my hands. I should have recorded you saying we were going to stay on track just so I could play it every time we'd get off track. Okay. Just anyway. deal with it later. What is well, it? Well, because there's a lot of fur on my hands, and when I go to talk, fur <laughs> flies everywhere. Right. Okay, okay. So my entire birthday ended up being a struggle between me wanting attention on my birthday and not wanting anybody to pay attention to me on my birthday. Yeah. Like I wanted to do something and go celebrate. But I didn't want to have to ask to go do something and to celebrate. And I didn't want to have to ask anybody to celebrate me. And nobody was volunteering to celebrate me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I kind of just pouted the whole weekend. Nice. So, (sighs) you and I did have similar birthdays. Did you pout the whole time on your birthday? Every birthday. that's That's the whole shebang is going through that back and forth and then just ending up pouting. Yeah. I mean, I know you don't like to be celebrated, but I didn't know you were like pouting the whole time. Well, I don't pout like like while people are doing it, but leading up because it's the obligation of like I, I pout because there's no winning. <laughs> Either they do something and I feel bad because people felt like they were obligated to do something or they don't do something. And then I pout because I feel like I'm robbing them of doing that thing because I know people get fulfillment from that. I don't think I've ever felt like that before, but in recent years, people have made a big deal about not wanting to celebrate my birthday or my birthday week in particular. And so now I feel like I'm forcing people to celebrate me. And so I just decided I didn't want to be celebrated this year. Wait a minute. What? Rebecca. Yes. Are you telling me that you feel bad Because you have forced everybody to celebrate your birthday week Uh while everybody else only gets a birth day. Uh And and you feel bad about that. That, Congratulations. Hold on. on. Welcome back to the earth. That's not what I feel bad about. See, I've had a birthday week, but I never forced other people to celebrate the whole week. I've just chosen to feel special for an entire week. My husband voluntarily made me feel special each day of the week. Well, you made it a pretty big deal whenever we I met. Didn't force. She was like, to "Hi, do what's anything? your name, Nathan? Nathan, just so you know, I do celebrate an entire birthday week. So, should you be around during that time, whether it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> Friday, Saturday, or Sunday?" 
if my birthday was is within seven days, uh, just know you should be celebrating me. Anyway, uh, what classes do you take here at college? That that was that okay, was essentially that's besides our the fact. Anyway, I didn't force you to celebrate me. It was just a suggestion, which I humbly declined. You and did. I have every year you since. You did. I think the most resistant to celebrating me is my daughter. Like she sounds jealous though. Mother's Day and my birthday, she's been very against me being celebrated and I think it's the whole like competition thing. Yeah? Yeah. Is there a competition between mother and daughter? Well, I think like uh, some scientist or something said there was like competition there. Like Weird. traditionally competition. I don't know. Maybe it's just because like we have so many similarities, like our personalities are very similar. I think we compete. We compete for that like head spot because we're very like strong willed. Interesting. You know what I think? I think we both like attention. But for some reason, I didn't like attention. Like, I wanted it, but I didn't. You, you know what I think? Huh? Um, you sound like a cat, honestly. But okay. But besides that, um, I think that if you want like a birthday week. my voice annoying and shrill like a cat? Or? No, like okay. you want the attention, but you don't want the attention. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you sound like a cat. Like a house cat. Yeah. Webb says, hey now, and hey, I'm not Web sure what he's saying hey now to. Like, I think he's just saying hey. I think he's saying like, hey now, Nathan, you need to celebrate her. Nope, think I you're, think you're reading sure into it. that is what Webb was thinking. Webb think. sent me a message before my birthday, I think the day before my birthday, to wish me a happy Webb, birthday. Webb, you simp. Yeah, see, it's just a hello. It's just Webb, a hello. No, come on, support me here. Nope, nope, support it's just a hello, me. Rebecca. You, okay. you're, you're outvoted. So my my birthday did take a turn for the better I, on Sunday. Uh, you came over mm -hmm. to celebrate my birthday the day after my birthday, which yep. took all the pressure off when my birthday was over. Um, Webb says, I celebrated Rebecca's birthday. You watched a Rebecca marathon. Okay. So um, you came over, mm -hmm, celebrated my birthday on Sunday. My son Went all out and bought me dinner. He bought dinner for everybody on Sunday. He bought special treats. He went to Target and got that new game that your brother-in-law was playing. It's called Coup. It's a Coup. board game without a board. It's just cards, I guess. Yeah. We talked about it last week, I think. Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Two to six players. To taught my kids how to play it and my daughter won a whole bunch of times. Mm -hmm. Like a lot to the point where we all had to gang up on her and kill her together. You know... You can continue. You can continue. Mm -hmm. Also, um, this was the best part. I had cake and nobody sang happy birthday to me, mm -hmm. which is what I've been wanting for a really long time. I want cake without the happy birthday. And I got it this year. And that was really, really exciting. Hmm. Yeah. You know who else is celebrating a birthday? A big milestone birthday this year? Bet, not Betty White. I was going to say, but no, that's not true. That's yeah, not. that's, nope. Betty White's dead. Um, Oreo. Oreo Cookie is celebrating a birthday this year. I believe it is their 110th birthday. That's and called a transition if you never see what. They are celebrating by doing something they've never done before. Releasing a flavor they've never released before. All right, that's like, not, that's so not true. Because they release a lot of flavors a lot of times, but this one's different. This one is a chocolate sprinkle cake flavor. The the filling in the middle, double filling, okay, infused with sprinkles, and then there's sprinkles on the cookie as well. Sprinkles all around, which JWS is going to be absolutely over the moon about because he is obsessed with sprinkles specifically rainbow sprinkles aren't there already birthday cake oreos there are birthday cake oreos but this is different this is chocolate sprinkle birthday cake and it releases on january 31st but i believe oreos 110th birthday is on march 6th that's all in my head i didn't read a single thing of that Rebecca forgot her phone. 
So now she's just <laughs> remembering. I was right. 110th birthday released on January 31st. And is it March 6th? Is that their official birthday date? Keeps, keeps. That's the end. That's the end of it. I don't. Okay. Go back up. Go, go back up. Okay. March. Rebecca, this was going so well until you decided to. March 6th. There read. it is. I got it all. The latest limited edition flavor is part of the company's goal to increase sales by $1 billion in the next year. That's my goal too, honestly. Increase my value by $1 billion. Yeah, in Oreo's announcement of their birthday, they also announced that they're raising prices by 7%. So happy birthday to them. That's like uh, they're getting their, their own money in their birthday card. They're like... You're not going to put money in a birthday card for me, so I'm going to demand it of you. Um, yeah, what do you get the the company that has it all? Nothing. You just let them get it themselves. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. What do you do whenever people can't afford to get you the thing you really want for your birthday? Get it yourself. Mm-hmm. Now Oreo this last year released those gluten free Oreos, which I think are fantastic. I've kind of slowed down on eating those, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I gained like 50 pounds when I was eating all of those. Oh, at least. I was hoping they they would release this special edition in, in gluten-free. However, they are not. So once again, Oreo has failed me. Get ripped. Yeah. But Goldfish is also doing something special. Do you eat those little Goldfish crackers? Um, I don't eat as many Goldfish crackers as I used to. But I do enjoy going to like Sam's Club and grabbing just the biggest box and and just going down. Here's the thing at Sam's Club. Listen, anybody who likes goldfish, go to Sam's Club. You get the biggest box they have. It has two full bags in it. That's mm-hmm. like two weeks of goldfish. It's crazy. When we worked in um, the children's ministry at church, mm-hmm. they would buy in bulk. So they always got those massive boxes of goldfish. And my kids grew up just, they they had like a goldfish smorgasbord, like unlimited goldfish every time they went to church. But now goldfish is trying to market to adults. What do you think that they're doing differently to try to get adults to eat goldfish, which I'm really confused on because I thought adults were already eating goldfish. Um, yeah, you know, it's weird because before I, I give what I think I, I think they should do, um... This this article states that 47% of goldfish buyers don't have children in their household. So the fact that goldfish is like, okay, now we're going to target adults. Bro, you've been targeting yeah. adults. What, 47% of adults are already eating it? Yeah. No. If, if My my advice to goldfish, if they came to Nathan and they're like, you're an adult that eats goldfish. And I'd be like, yeah. And they're like, what do you think we should do to market to you? And I'd be like, nothing. No, I'd be like, lower Nothing. your prices. Well, sure, but that should be your advice Because adults are poor, and we need cheaper stuff. And and maybe maybe um, these like these average size bags that you find that's like smaller than a quart of milk, but mm-hmm. the same like and like six bucks. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Those get get those out. Th- that's not enough goldfish. That's not enough goldfish for anybody. That is a drive to and from work. That's way too expensive for a short drive. Nobody's grabbing those. All right. I mean, clearly people are grabbing those, but just provide goldfish in a bigger container. The only reason why I buy Cheez-Its is because they're similar and cheaper in a bigger box. The thing that goldfish have over Cheez-Its is that you can put a literal handful of goldfish in your mouth. And go, and, and you're good for like three minutes. Yeah, you don't need your hands again for a while. I, I use goldfish like people eat um, sunflower seeds. Yeah. You know how they just put a bunch and they just let it sit in their mouth and they spit out this. It, goldfish are just sunflower seeds. They taste better and they don't have the shell. It's just well, a cleaner. They're about to ruin it for you, Nathan, by marketing to adults. They have megabytes, which, as you can imagine, are bigger size goldfish, will, which will defeat the whole purpose of you eating goldfish and piling your mouth full of small goldfish. Bro, who, who is doing marketing at, at, at goldfish? Here, this, is, this is the way this, is the way this, uh, this went, this conversation went. <clears throat> Okay, guys, uh, we, we need to start marketing towards adults 
Mm-hmm. How do we market our goldfish to adults? Well, I, you know, I think maybe you could uh, lower the prices or mm. uh, maybe change the way the bag looks to make it um, maybe appear healthier or something for those people who are going to be a little conscious about their calories. Or I've got an idea. Maybe more cheese. or I, Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. What's your I have idea? an idea. Uh-huh. Adults are just bigger children. Okay, so let's okay. just make the crackers bigger. Yeah. You know, um, actually, adult mouths and children's mouths are, are on average no, 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 about sure, sure, the same. So I like this I, idea. Are, I like this I idea. I really. This I is a good idea. No, if this, this is, is a good idea. Go over as well. Son, I like the cut of your jib. You're promoted. Okay. Let's get on this. Right. What are we gonna call them? What are we gonna call them? Uh, Let me guess. Megabytes. Love it. Love it. Love it. I told yep. you to keep your mouth shut. I but you opened so. it once at, you know what? You redeemed yourself. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. You're no longer demoted. <laughs> and that's, that's how goldfish became megabytes. And seen. Mm-hmm. Megabytes. It's yeah. the, see, and they're, geez, the, if you ask me, they're stepping a little, a little over the line here because you mentioned Cheez-Its. Uh-huh. What are Cheez-Its but bigger goldfish? Yeah. I, I mean, the flavors and are different. the shape so, is yeah, different Yeah, okay. And it's well. different companies and... But essentially, they're both cheese crackers. Cheese its cover the ground that goldfish cannot, and goldfish cover the ground that cheese its cannot. Now, goldfish are trying to step into cheese its territory, but hey, goldfish, I'll be real with you. Cheese its are better. I disagree. I think cheese its are better. Why would you buy goldfish then if you like cheese its? Because I already explained you can put more goldfish in your mouth. Goldfish are a passive snack, like sunflower seeds mm-hmm. and chewing tobacco. <laughs> Okay. And yeah. beef jerky. Beef jerky and like the little can. Yeah, that's gross. That's like, actually so gross. No, my kids, every time we go on a road trip and they go to a gas station, they have that little can of beef jerky. Oh, it's so gross. You know, my kids are buying that. Your kids are for weird. sure. Your kids have the weirdest taste buds I've ever seen in humans, period. Oh, corn nuts, though, when you're traveling, worst idea ever. If we see my son walking towards the car with a bag of corn nuts, we're all yelling out the window, like locking the doors. Like, no, you will not bring that bag of corn nuts in here. It's weird to me that your son always goes for like the stank snacks. Yeah. The the kid's definition of like a perfect snack food is like stank and rank. <laughs> like, what do you want? I don't know. Something that stinks and makes everybody around me uncomfortable and slightly annoyed. Perfect. We've got just the thing. You want to hear a cool story? Does it have to do with crackers or snacks? Megabytes. Oh, okay. A megabyte was discovered in the UK recently. That's called a transition if you never see what. A massive sea dragon. A Whoa. sea dragon, Nathan. That's crazy. A fossil of a sea dragon was discovered in the UK. It is the biggest fossil of this particular kind of dinosaur mm, i can't remember what it's called it's like an uh ichthyosaurus ic- ic- or something like that yeah pretty much you got it ichthyosaur- it looks more like ichthyosaurus. itch ichiosaurus itch- maybe it had dry skin ichthyosaurus wouldn't make sense it was in itch- the sea ichthyosaurus we should know do- you <laughs> <laughs> we should do like the pronounce the pronunciation thing of that and see like how do you really pronounce that it's i-c-h-t-y-o-s okay uh, it's still there you can it uh pronunciation how do you spell pronunciation there you go why is pronunciation so hard to spell i don't know here we go ichthyosaur 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 so i was close the first time where were we getting the orus from? We were saying like thesaurus. Um, you didn't finish writing the word. Yeah, I did. Look, it's right there. Ichthyosaur. Oh, yeah. I I, I added the saurus on there. Ichthyosaur. This guy probably knows nothing about words. Anyway, the ichthyosaur looks like a massive dolphin in prehistoric fashion, which I don't know why I feel like that is a very clear description. But as you would imagine, a dolphin with prehistoric features looks. Yeah, you're right. But this one was unusually large and unusually well preserved. Here, uh, nearly 33 feet in length and a skull weighing one ton. That's a lot. That's, That's a, a big, big old noggin right there. 
Okay, uh, let's see here. It's also thought to be the first of its particular species. Ten Temnodontosaurus. You've got this. You've got this, Nathan. Trigonodon. 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 Exactly. To be found in Britain, I should specify. The first of its particular species to be found in Britain. Where this was found. In Britain. So they're slowly ex- excavating it. Excavating, excavating. They're slowly excavating this. Um, they they have to remove some rocks from the area, but they believe that possibly this sea monster's last meal mm-hmm. may be still in its belly, or it was Prager's. Oh, fertile myrtle? Which would be even cooler, even more cool if that was the case. Um. You ever wonder how they figure out what these things look like just from their bones? Well, considering they can take a human skull and somebody can like computer generate what the human look like just from their skull, I figure it's pretty simple to do now with like a dinosaur fossil. Okay, but you do have to understand we have a lot more experience with how humans' faces are formed than we do of ichthyosaur, of which we've only seen its bones. Okay, but like um, if you think of like a crocodile or an alligator, or that's just in the family of these like um, sea creatures. And so it's similar to that. And dinosaurs are similar to birds. And so they can build off of that. So yeah, I, I okay. think they probably have this a similar amount of experience in building from the the bone structure up as they do humans. But like if you were to take a chicken skeleton mm-hmm. and tell a scientist or anybody to draw what they thought this thing would look like, they probably wouldn't add feathers because feathers aren't like fossilized. Um, feathers can be fossilized. Like you can have um, feather imprints in a rock and that's how they know that some of them had feathers and that's how they know that some of their skin had scales. I, I'm i just always skeptical whenever we, like, find a new uh, a skeleton. Mm-hmm. Well, this something. one this one isn't brand new. They've actually found a lot of these. Right. This one just happens to be larger than all the other ones that they've found. Yeah. And I- more well preserved like i said earlier but it's not like any of the other ones like okay okay you look at this and it doesn't even look like a dolphin right it's flat because 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 it's it's a fossil right Mm -hmm. i'm just i'm just saying how do we know it looked like a dolphin even 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 looking at adult dolphin skeleton and you look at this and you're like those are pretty similar just this one's like bigger okay that makes sense of where you would get that but also at the same time Who's to say, you know, because like a, like a, like a dog and like a, a wolf, uh-huh. you take like a chihuahua uh-huh. or something and a wolf and you're like, these look pretty similar. There's some differences, but I think they're definitely from the same family, uh-huh. but a wolf looks way different. But are you going to draw the wolf out like a giant chihuahua? That's not what yes, wolves look actually. like. Yes, actually. See, if that's we, not what wolves look if like. If we didn't actually have computers, I would understand your apprehension and our ability to be able to predict what this animal probably looked like. Even though we were still able to predict because we were able to take the bone structures and rebuild these animals from the fossil up. Mm-hmm. But now we have computer-generated ability. Who made the computers? Pre- the same people that are drawing the pictures. No, Plus. they're actually two different people. Okay, that's true. But they're getting the they're they're implant they're putting the information the in the computers based on the, the computers are different than the people that are making the software program based on the people who manually used to actually build on the fossils. But you, but but it's all it's all Rebecca. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and say we're getting off track, and I'm going to pull us back. And we're say, still talking <laughs> about the ichthyosaur. Us. No, we're talking about who created the computers and who created the fossil. That is telling us who, what the ichthyosaur looks like. I'm just saying, bro, you know, <sighs> I don't want to sound like a crazy person, but like, it's all the government. <laughs> you know? 
It's all controlled by the government. All right. So speaking about the government and sea creatures, there is these two police officers that got in trouble recently for searching for this creature. That's called a transition if you never see what. Playing a really popular game that um, isn't so popular anymore, but at the time they got in trouble, it was it was like all of the rage. Wait, so this is an old story then? No, it's not an old story because they just got charged with it, but it's an old incident that has been going through the court systems for a little while. So it's an old story. Okay, it happened a little while ago. Like 2017? Bro, I was about to roast these guys. But the charges just happened. You were going to roast them for playing Pokemon Go. Yes. Did I I say that right? No. Pokemon? Poke. Poke. Pokemon. Okay, do you see this little uh, little apostrophe looking thing over the E? Uh Uh-huh. That means A. Poke. Okay. Poke. Pokemon. Pokemon. Why do you say Pokemon? Pokemon. You got to, you're like, you got to like Pokemon. Just pronounce it. Pokemon. Yeah. Just pronounce it like a normal human. It doesn't just roll off my tongue like that. Pokemon. Pokemon. It's because you've you've convinced yourself that some of those vowels have to be cut in half. And mm. so it's like Pokemon. Okay. I will tell you, I thought it was Pokemon for a long time. So Pokemon is an adjustment and I'm working on it. But why do you pronounce Pokemon right, but you don't pronounce Pokemon right? Because I was saying it like that for a really long time. I just mispronounced it for a long time, like many of the words that I say. So Pokemon, Poke, Poke, Pokemon, 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 Pokemon. Anyway, the story is about two police officers that did not go to a call for a robbery. Instead, they were chasing after... Um, a Snorlax. Nice, yeah. <clears throat> Do you know what a Snorlax is? No, I was actually going to turn to the expert on this and say, tell me, Nathan, what is a Snorlax? Well, for a long time, it was the heaviest Pokemon. It was a very big Pokemon. It's normal type. Uh, has a large uh, health pool and typically like a high defense. Not a very high special defense, though. So if you want to take one down, uh, use special attacks as opposed to physical attacks. Um, that being said, it is normal type, so you can punch it. Pretty much to death, and that'll that'll work. Fighting type moves, sure, sure, but um, it does have a, a high defense, mostly high. Web says, HP, and though. it snores, and it snores. It does snore. It sleeps a lot. In fact, uh, for a while, it was the only Pokemon that could know the move Rest, which is a move where the Pokemon falls asleep and it regains all of its health. So not only does Snorlax have a high health pool, it also has the ability to regain all of its health. So you put in all this work trying to get its health down, and then it says, nah, I'm tired, I'm going to sleep. And then you got to do all that again. I started to go someplace else while you were explaining all of that. You started to sleep? Mm -hmm. You're a bit of a Snorlax yourself? Mm -hmm. There's some similarities here. (laughs) When this game first released... Pokemon? Well, no, like the whole, like, Pokemon Go. Oh, yeah. What did you say? Pokemon. Poke, Pokemon, Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember there was danger with like people getting hit by cars and stuff because they weren't looking where they were going because they were very focused on chasing after these these creatures. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to call them. Pokemon or Pokemon, if you want to. But like. is creatures is that the appropriate word? Monsters. That's the mon- monsters. Okay. Do you know? Okay, it's. Po- I know nothing about Pokemon. I, I, the only thing I know about it is that you have Pokemon on your belt. I'm not wearing a belt today though. Sweatpants, baby. (laughs) Um, it's pocket monsters. Does that help? Pokemon pocket monsters. It's just, they just cut pocket in half and they cut monsters in half. Okay. Pocket monsters. And then put a little apostrophe up there to make it poke or pokey monster. Pokemon. Pokemon. Okay. Yeah. Because they catch them in a ball and they put the balls in their pocket. Okay. So anyway, these two police officers say that they weren't actually playing the popular game. They were just talking about it. But when the call came in for them to go to the robbery, they completely ignored the call. So whether they were playing it or talking about it, they still did not go to the robbery call because they were into this game in some way. So now they've been charged. <clears throat> I wonder if they caught the Snorlax. You know, I think they were chasing a bigger monster than the crook that they were being called to come get that day. Oh. Uh. Because do we, 
we know all about a Snorlax and, and you talked about the the dangers and the advantages of a Snorlax. Yeah, you could do some damage with a Snorlax do if you we, have it on your turn team. Do we really know anything about this crook that they were supposed to be busting? You know, this doesn't sound like two guys playing a game. This like sounds like this sounds like uh like two guys trying to be as equipped as possible. Yeah, they were basically in the field. They were training. Yeah. They were training to catch the bad guy. This is this imagine Snorlax a bad guy. No, it's a, it's a Pokemon. It can be used by bad guys. This, okay. this would be like a gun. So right? these are good monsters. They're neutral. It's like of course a, they are. It's like a gun or a dog. Okay. Bad people can have a dog. Okay. Good people can have a dog. I wasn't sure what the correlation but, was there, but uh, the dog is good or bad, quote unquote, depending on what you teach it. Same as a Pokemon. So this would be the equivalent. Of these guys getting the call saying, hey, there's a robbery happening. And then they're going, you know what? We're not prepared. We need to go back. I need to run to my office and grab my gun. I don't have my gun. I can't arrest anybody without my gun. And so in and, 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 and this case, the gun is Snorlax. But they're just trying to be prepared. Now, another way of thinking about this would be, okay, they're th- trying to get in the robber's brain. And they're thinking, all right, what, what if the robber... It's going to go get the Snorlax. Was also looking for the Snorlax. Yeah, they're thinking they one step ahead. If they find the Snorlax, they find the robber, boom. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to get there, and they're trying to get the Snorlax before the robber can because then they'd be even more powerful. You should have been their lawyer and gone in with this argument. Yeah, well, I was... Then maybe they wouldn't have been charged. I was busy. I was playing Pokemon Go that day. <laughs> okay, how serious were you in that? Like, you were, you were one of those people, weren't you? No, I lived in the country. There was not. There wasn't any in the in the country. Their their rural areas were untouched by Pokemon Go until about a year and a half after it came out. Really, that's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, no, you had to have a good connection for Pokemon Go. You had to have a good connection, and you had to be in the city. And whenever you're 15 minutes at most, or at least from the city, and like 30 minutes from the actual city where like Pokestops and stuff are going to be, it, it just doesn't work out okay, that way. Okay, but when Pokemon go became really popular you were at johnson county community college that's true but i was busy with my studies right 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 i remember i was working at kmbz at the time Mm -hmm. and i remember a squirtle being on bill grady's desk i remember you sending me a picture of that Uh uh-huh i'm also impressed that you remember what it was called because i thought it was a squirrel and then i realized it was a squirtle it was a squirrel with a turtle shell on its back. Uh-huh. And so that's how I remembered what it was. That's smart. That's mm-hmm. smart. So I did play briefly. I got real bored with it real quick, though. Yeah. Also, I noticed that everybody who was really into it was a certain type of person that I was not. Yes. Yeah, I just couldn't. And that was a lot of it. I couldn't get into it. Plus, it was one of those things like you either got to know life it or just don't play it. And, and it was pretty obvious, like... At the start, anyway. You could try to, like, just casually play it and have fun, but ultimately you weren't going to be able to, like, do any of the cool stuff. Because mm-hmm. you could, like, there there were certain areas and, and things, like a gas station, for instance, could be a gym in Pokemon Go where it's kind of like a almost like a boss area where whoever has the strongest Pokemon, they're the head of the gym. And so you couldn't really do anything with that feature of the game if you didn't know life it and try to be more powerful than them, which is the way Pokemon works and, and the show and the manga, but like you can't do anything. It's just not, it's just not realistic. You know, my brain literally shuts off every time you start talking about it and I don't hear anything you're saying, which I realized is probably how you feel talking to me most of the time. Yeah. 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 For, for, that's that's accurate. <laughs> anyway, uh, what were you saying? Uh, I was talking about Pokemon. Right, 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 right. Oh. Anyway, yeah, Pokemon. Not uh, Pokemon Go. I played it uh, until I realized that I, I couldn't play it. Also, the fact that I could only play it at school. There were people who would play it at home because they lived in the city, and then they would go to school, and then they would play it, and then they would on the weekends go around the city and play it, and then go home and play it, and they could play it at all times. I couldn't do that. If I'm going to college Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I can only play on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and even then, not for a very long time. 
Okay, something else super popular right now is a movie called Don't Look Up. Have you heard about this? Only from you. Okay, it has uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Um, whole bunch of really like other... Like or not, there what are the asteroids. Heck? Okay, Perfect. thank you so much for that. A whole bunch of other really popular actors in it and actresses. Um, but there's an agenda in this movie. Oh, gross. It's all about the scientists who discover this asteroid is going to hit the Earth. And they try to tell, they try to tell like the presidential administration about it. The FBI is like on board. They're like, yeah, this is a big deal. It's going to hit the Earth in like, you know, a couple months. We need to tell everybody about it. Right. So they go and they tell the presidential administration about it. And they're kind of like, well, you know, election year's coming up and this just doesn't seem like a really popular thing to announce. So let's just say it might hit the earth and like kind of brush it under the rug a little bit and, and ignore it. So then the scientists, they send them on this media tour and they're like trying to tell everybody about it. And like everybody's like playing it off like it's no big deal. And they're like, literally, you're all going to die. Like this, this is a really big deal. Pretty soon you realize that they're talking about what happened with COVID. And then like everything gets real, like at that moment. But um, regardless, it was still a pretty entertaining movie. And um, Leonardo DiCaprio, who stars in it, you forget at some point that it's Leonardo DiCaprio because he does such a good job playing the role of this other person. Like he becomes this other person that is definitely not him. And it's it. there's some really laughable moments in it. It's a pretty good movie. But I was scrolling through Twitter today and I came across this article about this asteroid that is actually coming close to the earth. Oh, no. Not the closest any asteroid has ever come to the Earth, but pretty close. It's like a million and something miles away, which doesn't sound close, but it is because the trailing debris could actually collide with the Earth. But we're probably going to be fine. They're not causing any alarm, but they also didn't cause any alarm and look up either. True. Um. But then at the very bottom of the article, it slips in like these two sentences that says NASA in September is going to be sending up a spacecraft to collide with an asteroid, not this one, but another one to see if they can like break it apart, which makes me wonder why the heck are they doing that? Because, okay, they knew in like 1994 that this asteroid is coming. Mm -hmm. So that tells me they can predict pretty far ahead if an asteroid is coming close. If they're going up to try to break one apart, that tells me they think there's one that's going to be close. I don't know about that. And so they're starting to make plans now to see if they can break it apart. And this is like Armageddon. Yeah. This is like the movie Look Up or any other movie you've ever seen where an astro is about asteroid is about to hit the earth. Now, what if what if they go up there and they ram a spaceship into it and they break it apart and it changes the trajectory of where the asteroid is supposed to go in a bad way? What if before it was a safe asteroid and now it's a it's a world ending asteroid? Uh, I, I, I imagine they're probably prepared for that. You think they are? Yeah. Because you thought they'd be prepared for other things too, and they haven't been. Uh, I have never said that I would be, <laughs> that I thought we'd be prepared for stuff. Actually, I probably have, because I think we are. But um, <laughs> at the same time, it's like, who cares? Um, if we die, we die. I, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with them testing the technology. We've got to at some point, right? Like you, okay, you watch. Well, but why? Like, why are they testing it? Like, that makes me think that they know something that they're they, not telling us. Well, would you rather them not test it and still know the thing? I'd rather them tell us, like, in 50 years. So it looks like we're going to get hit with an asteroid. Okay, you think you want that. Um. So we're going to go up and we're going to, we're going to test some, we've got some time guys. 
We're going to start testing some things and see what we can do to, to change the tra trajectory of it. I'm going to be watching real close to science at that point and what they're able to do. Dude, you think you want that. I don't think if, if impending doom is coming, then the general population should probably not know about it. The Okay, the general population, but maybe if you maybe if you're like the type of person that likes to know about like impending doom and gloom, you can sign up for like a newsletter or something like that and they can just send you a heads up and be like, "Yo, you're in the top secret group. Don't tell anybody this." But um because Rebecca, think about this, think about this, think about this. How much harder would it be to decipher real from fake news? If there was actual real news regarding the end of mankind. Well, I would there. ask them to put like an official seal on the newsletter so I would know okay. that it's real. Right, right. Because we only communicate uh, information through the mail. Well, that's how we should do it so we know what's oh real and what's gosh. not. Are you 80? You sound like <laughs> your mother-in-law. I don't think she's 80. I, I, I don't think she's either. I'm just saying you sound very old. Uh-huh. But you understand. I do understand, but I also understand I would like to know if the world is about to end in 50 years because that'll change my financial trajectory a lot. Like, I'm saving for the long run. If I know I'm living longer than 50 years, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure my kids even have a nice little nest egg there. But if everything's ending in 50 years... We're, we're going to party hardy, and I'm not saving money so much. Listen, pretty sure the Bible says something about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it off the top of my head, but uh, pretty sure the Bible <laughs> says something about party hardy because you don't know where your money's going to go. So you're supposed to? No. No, it's, it's saying that's a mindset that you could have, but it's wrong. Oh, yeah, but if I know, if I know the, if I know the end date. Right, but see, the Bible also talks about how you don't know. But if I did. But you would never. Because the government isn't sharing that information, but they're giving us tips. Like, they're Rebecca, like, okay. So, uh, we're not going to say it, but we're going to go try and break an asteroid doesn't mean that an asteroid's coming. So you're going to party hardy, waste all your money, and then the government is going to be successful, and then you're going to be like, sorry, kiddos. No, that's why I know. That's why I want to know what's up, because I want to watch how good they get at breaking these asteroids up. Rebecca, Rebecca. I'm not going to blow all my money right now. I've got 50 years. Think but, about this. But like if like they're just not able to break the asteroid up and they're causing more problems and it's looking like, you know what? The end is, is very near. Um, towards the end, we're going on a pretty great vacation. Uh, Webb says that the government will tell only the smart people, which is why we will never know. Um, think about this, Rebecca. Think about this. Okay. Huh. All right. So let's say the government does that okay. and they tell you and they're like, hey, here's the stitch. We might all die. And so then you party hard. Well, I would want I would ask percentages next. OK, so let's say the percentages aren't looking favorable. OK, and then so I, then I you would, party hard. And then I would also like a miniature scale model. And they provide that for them to yep. show me exactly what. So it makes sense to me. Right, and, and I it, want them to bring it down to my level and explain it to me in a way that I would completely understand. So I was confident. Yeah, you are confident. Okay. In this scenario, you are so okay. confident. Okay. That failure is imminent. Like I can see the asteroid coming. Well, no, because see that, that goes against this whole idea. Okay. Because if you could see the asteroid coming, mm -hmm. then it doesn't matter if the government told you or not, because you're seeing it with your own eyes. You understand. If I could so see that, it coming with a high-powered telescope and I've got time. How do you think the... So. Okay. All right. The, you know this one that's coming? I, I'm you just, can see with the high-powered telescope. Yes. Yes, I do. Even though it's like a million miles away. Right. Amateur astronomers with a small telescope should be able to spot it according to the website earthsky.com. Mm -hmm. It's from the article. Okay. So you think that you know without a doubt that the Earth's doom is imminent. Mm -hmm. So you party hardy. Mm -hmm. Leave no money left behind. Mm -hmm. 
America does it again. They pull an incredible comeback. They succeed in diverting the Earth's doom. Mm-hmm. They save everybody. Mm-hmm. But you are now left without any money. Yeah. So you done goofed. Would you rather that? Hold on. Sh- would you rather that? Or you don't know, so you're living life and you're providing, you know, wh- everything that you're doing right now, all right, mm-hmm. for your kids. And then in, in 20 years, uh, you, you've lived a normal life, but instantly uh, asteroid comes and kills everybody. Mm-hmm. Would okay. you rather that outcome or the, the former outcome well, where on. your kids are left without any money? Or how about this? How about this? How about this? Third, 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 third. The same outcome as the first, but you were unprepared. Therefore, you were prepared to leave your kids with a little something, something. Um, I'm going to admit I was not really listening to those options because I did the math in my head and realized at that time I will be 90, which means if I blow all my money, I'm good to go because I'm about to die regardless. So you just aren't going to leave anything for your kids ever. Except for a fantastic vacation that we all had together. And the memories are more important than money. That's it's a win-win. Not true. It is a win-win. Uh, memories are more important than money. I'm going to be totally honest with you. Uh-huh. If my parents told me that on their deathbed, I'd walk out. Um, I'd be like, well, remember this, sucker. And I'd turn I around know, and I'd walk out. Because we've actually, when I say we, my husband and I have told our parents, we would rather see them spend their money on doing things that they love in life than saving it to hand down to us. Like we'll save our own money. We want them to enjoy life instead of like just living life out at home. Just same old, same old every day. But imagine Jeff Bezos told his kids that. No, no, no. Hold on. I, I would love to see them traveling to other countries and getting to experience things that they've only dreamed of their entire lives and blowing all of my inheritance to enjoy their retirement than to pass that money on to me. Have you asked your kids if that's what they want? Because that sounds pretty selfish. No, but they've never disagreed. When I've said that we have told our parents that we want them to do that, our kids are like, yeah, I think, I think so too. Now, at this moment, Zach being 20, almost 21, Grace being 17, they want the money. I bet they want the money. But with maturity, I think you find as you grow, the memories mean more to you than any amount of money that can be left behind. Um, I'd rather them die with $0 and have lived their life than to die and leave $30,000 to me. I, I think it would be heartbreaking. Now, not for my parents. All right. I, I said that earlier and you know what? That was wrong. But um, <laughs> if my parents, if my dad was Jeff Bezos uh-huh. um, and then his last 10 years of life, all of his kids were just watching him blow all of his money and they're thinking, oh, sure. Yeah, that's really, that's all unnecessary and also um, really selfish. And that's not improving your eternity at all. So kind of weird that you are robbing us of that. But um, sure. No, I'm not going to be bitter about that. No, uh, I think we're just going to agree to disagree. Here. I think we will agree to disagree. Anyway. I'm thinking the kids are selfish. For saying like not to stop spending that money. And I'm saying you're selfish in assuming that your kids share the same sentiment. <laughs> You're definitely putting yourself in my kids' position, and I'm definitely putting myself in my parents' position. I know your kids, and you just admitted. You just admitted that your kids would be upset. Even though they're okay with us saying grandma and grandpa need to spend their money and do fun things, I think when it comes to us, they're like, you need to be wise with your money. Here's what I don't want, though. I don't want my parents' debts. So if they can have everything paid off, that would be great. Okay. I don't, I don't want to have to like pay for their stuff after they're gone. Call me crazy. Uh-huh. I read on the internet, there was an internet comment that I read one time that said you don't actually have to, you're not obligated to pay any of the debts from dead people. Uh-huh. Um, and I think it was right. 
I'm sure it was a really smart person that left that comment. Uh-huh. So I'm just riding on that. Whatever debts my parents leave, if my siblings want to pay for it, cool, but I'm not touching it. My- and, that, and I'm not pushing that off on my siblings and saying, I don't want to. You guys do it. I'm just saying, hey, if you guys don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. I don't want to do it. Nobody has to do this. You're only paying off the dead people's debt out of the kindness of your heart. But let's be real. The government is a lot richer than we are, even though it's severely in debt. Yeah. My parents bought a house in Georgia that's right by a lake. Like it overlooks the lake, kind Mm -hmm. of. There's some trees in the way, but it's right there. Anyway, their hope is that when they die, all of their children will use that as a vacation home to gather at. I thought they sold that. Oh, okay. Well, they had a log cabin. Oh, but they sold the log cabin. And they sold that and they got a bigger house closer to the lake. With even more debt. Yeah. Which doesn't matter as long as you're okay with the government taking the house. Yeah, I don't, I'm I'm not 100% sure what their plan is there, but they are planning on when they die giving that to us kids. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know if they're expecting that we're just going to pick up the payments afterwards or what, but that's their plan. And I think it's a very, very nice thought. I think it's a nice thought. I would rather them take the money and do stuff they want to do. I, I, you know what, you know, what I would rather do as an old person. What? I would rather just take the L and be like, you know what? I've had a lot of good memories. I don't need to make anymore. If I want to get rid of all this money, I'm just going to give it to my kids now. That's what I would do. Website but I sounds like they need life insurance. True. I have uh, life insurance. Do you have life insurance? Probably not. I don't know. If you don't know, you don't have life insurance. I'm on my parents' insurance. I don't know what I got, what I don't got. My husband has a lot of life insurance. I can probably reduce that now because our kids are older. Yeah. But I'm not because it's not like that much each month. And like it would be, it would be comforting if he died to um, have the rest of that income to live out. I had a really terrible thought there. And my thought was, I hope you die before he does so you don't get to. But honestly, that was just out of the hatred. Web in the life insurance biz. Oh, that's why he thinks we need to get life insurance. You're just trying to make us (laughs) make a buck. My grandpa was in the life insurance biz and made sure I was set up as a baby. Baby. Uh huh. But then I cashed that in and got um, a different policy a short-term life insurance policy i believe something that you can change anyway webb knows way more and he's cringing right now that i cashed that in and got a short-term life insurance policy it's okay he's not the only one cringing because everybody else is cringing at your end of life goals that is to waste all of your money in the face of your kids but we we didn't get to the last story how much time do we have we don't have enough don't don't even bring up that we have a last story last last story what do you mean last story story? we don't have a last story we touched on our last story girls that were charged with uh, like manslaughter not manslaughter um i'm not pulling uh, up assault the article battery, i'm not pulling up the article assault and battery because they like <laughs> assaulted this dude with glitter bombs and when i say they assaulted him them assaulted him they truly did like they got in a, on in a fight with him when he was on an enclosed porch and like threw a jar of glitter and hit him in like the head and the chest. The glitter explodes everywhere. But then they proceed, like he ran into his living room. They proceeded to throw more glitter bombs at him. And then one of the girls broke into, like climbed up onto the deck, got into his place, unlocked the door for the other girl. They proceeded to throw more glitter at him, broke a window. Like I imagine that he had to hire somebody to clean this up. Anyway their mugshots of them smiling you know this dude did something wrong and they feel justified in what they did i just want to know what he did i can imagine what you did just now Mm -hmm. it's called victim blaming (laughs) a lot of people do that it was totally victim blaming. It was totally victim blaming. And I, I'm i still victim blaming because I think he must have deserved You're it. A terrible The human. look on their face is like, got him. 
Yeah. They could also just be terrible humans and not see what they did was wrong. It is possible they could be terrible humans. It sounds like something me and my best friend would do if somebody wronged us. I stand by what I said. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. We stayed on track. Mostly. We appreciate you guys, uh, the support you provide and everything. And uh, patrons, we will see you in a bit during the Let's Be Honest. But everybody who's not a patron, we appreciate you. And we will see you in a week. Uh-huh. But until then, my name's Nathan. And I'm Rebecca. We out. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.